yourself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not true Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith and Mick Lewis. How are you, Mick? Very good, Steve. You? Yeah, good to see you, mate. Sorry we good, didn't yeah, catch and up you. Uh, last weekend. Um, yes. You had a good trip up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was just saying to you that um, uh, I made the mistake of coming straight back from the game on the Saturday night after the Forest game and bumped into half of Nottingham on the train, which wasn't particularly, <laughs> uh, wasn't the best wish in the world, but... Um, no, it was yeah, it was great. It was just just to see first game of the season. You know, I've seen twenty, thirty, however how many it is, um, and you always want to be there, don't you? First game of the season, there's always something you know something special about it. It's always the weather's always good, everybody's always exciting. Then of course we win the game as well. So no, it was it was perfect, perfect, and see a lot of people, a lot of old friends, and uh, you know, as I as I always say, it's a special place for me, and uh, always will be. Yeah, fantastic. Good to get off uh, to a, a winning start as well. Yeah. And Newcastle, of course, down at the Amex yesterday, and not a happy hunting ground for Newcastle at the best no. of times. And um, we got away with a, a point, which uh, continues an unbeaten run, which is always good to see. Um, a little bit shot shy up front. Uh, Callum Wilson, of course, having uh, a, a goal choked off for high feet. Um, mm. And had it not been for Nick Pope, uh, Newcastle may have come away with uh, a defeat in the second game of the season. Mm. What, was your, what was your views on yesterday's performance? Well, yesterday, I mean, uh, it, just in terms of yesterday on its own, I, I would probably say the most uh, impressive uh, people or the most impressive person as far as um, as far as Newcastle are concerned were the 3,100 who in 32 degrees and no railways and no way of getting there any any time soon, uh, Newcastle fans able to get to the AMAX on a Saturday afternoon, which it very rarely tends to be a Saturday afternoon. Um, so the fans, undoubtedly, you know, that the, they always, you know, we always say, don't they, 12th game, whatever, ever. But just fantastic. Amazing. You know, to, 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 to have that number of people in a ground, you know, and, and then throw in the weather, throw in the fact that there are no trains. Fantastic. As you say, the footballing side of things, not the best in the world. But you know what it is? I've, I've just written on a piece of paper here. I, I'm over-egging it, without a doubt over-egging it. But I'm almost looking at the two words, perfect and start, because I think in many ways it is the perfect start. Yes, it's not perfect in the truest sense of the word, but you've got two games. You've won one at home. You've got a draw away from home. They always say win one at home, get draw away. Um, we haven't conceded a goal. Yes, you're absolutely right. We're a bit toothless. We can talk more about why um, we should be we should be scoring more goals. But at the end of the day. Um, we've beaten Nottingham Forest at uh, St. James's first game of the season. And then we've gone to the ninth best team in the Premier League last season, who were a tough game away from home. As you say, we're a bit of a bogey team. We've got a poor, poor record on the South Coast. It's 32 degrees. It's a hell of a slog down there on a Friday for the players, for Eddie Howe and the boys. It's against a very tough team who'd beaten Manchester United. Um, the week before. Now, obviously, that that form hasn't exactly franked after last night. But at the same time, we've got a draw out of Brighton and Hove Albion, which, as whether people like it or not, is a good is a good result these days. So I think you know we've got to look at 
um, the, the first week of the season. And if you're Eddie Howe and you're the lads, you've got to be happy. You've got to be happy. You know, we're, we're whatever we are, third or fourth at this minute in time. But we haven't lost a game. We haven't conceded a game. Um, and we're unbeaten. Happy days. Happy days. It'll change again next Saturday, but it'll change the Saturday after that. And it'll change after the other 36 after that. But at this minute in time, after two games, as far as I'm concerned, we could not have done any better. Uh, oh, yes, we could have won at Brighton, but I didn't genuinely expect it to happen. So let's let's just uh, have a look at it and have a think about it and say we're an awful lot better off than we are a team at Old Trafford. We're an awful lot better off than a team at a million miles from here at Leicester City, etc., uh, etc. Et so it, it, it's been a decent start. Uh, John, Justice Allen, morning from Q, Texas. Yeah. Didn't agree with Wilson's goal being disallowed. Defender was nowhere near his foot when the contact was made. How can an overhead kick ever be scored if you're not allowed to raise your feet head height in the box? What did you make of that decision, Mick? I think I think the problem is that it's it's basically what comes around goes around uh, in, in football. And and while we do have VAR and there are machines then there are, you know, there will be occasions where it's out of the hands of, of the referee and VAR will dictate what's happened. But there still will be an element. There will still be an element of football, not an awful lot in terms of refereeing, where the referee's own particular eyes and, eyes and mind of a situation will change from referee to referee. So the referee on that occasion called it straight away. So VAR wasn't involved. Now, there'll be an occasion in two weeks' time when uh, he will do exactly the same Callum Wilson and the referee will let it go. Now, it will probably come back for VAR. What we, don't, what we don't know is, for definite, is whether VAR would have pulled that back yesterday had the goal been, been called. Do you know what I'm saying? So... It, it is what comes around, goes around. I, I, and, and I think it would have been, I think it would have been slightly, slightly strange of us to think that we have been denied by uh, a win at the Amex when, to be honest, in, in certainly in second, in the second, uh, second half, um, we were, we were second best by far, second best by far. We did okay at the start of the first, um, but from, from the second half, and you look at without a shadow of a doubt, who, who's, Who's your number one? Who's who's your best player? It's the keeper by a mile, plus a couple of uh, knocks off the line. So I don't I don't think we should be churlish about whether Callum Wilson's, you know, whether it was a, a yard or a foot or wherever it was. Um, I think at the end of the day, what comes around goes around. It'll happen again at some point in in the season where it it, it will it will be it will be it won't be notched off. It'll 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 be allowed. But uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about the Callum Wilson uh, situation. Jordy Tumvalay says, "Morning, Stephen. Make a poor performance overall, but a fighting point against a very good Brighton team." Question, Mick. Have you heard of any possible new signings, midfield and striker needed badly? No, I do not. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, had I been a, a working journalist as I was at Newcastle for for twenty five years, I could have genuinely said to you, "Yes, no. It might. It might not." I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that Eddie Howe was spoken uh, spoken at his at his press conference on Friday. Ruled it out uh, again after the game yesterday. Seemed to be saying that there's not an awful lot happening. So to be honest with you, 
my 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 thoughts in these sort of situations is always go to the club website, go to the interviews with Eddie Howe and glean at what Eddie Howe is saying, what Eddie Howe is thinking. Because journalists, agents, tittle-tattle, Twitter, online, wherever, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because they know nothing. They will know nothing, most of them. Some will know some, some will know a little bit better. But the person who do knows and the person who you should trust in, as I keep saying this word trust, just trust Eddie Howe. And if Eddie Howe says at his press conference on Friday that he doesn't think anything's going to happen in the foreseeable future, just take it as read. Again, last night after the game, doesn't see anything happening in the foreseeable future. We don't like it. Of course we don't like it. But I'll tell you what, if you think we don't like it, how much do you think Eddie Howe likes it? Eddie Howe is desperate. Of course he's desperate. He wants a bit more consistency amongst his, his midfield players being, pay, being more potent. He wants somebody to score goals in the, in the back. Because we're, we're looking very, very handy on occasions, but we just can't score the goals. And Eddie Howe wants it more than anybody else because it keeps him in a job. It keeps his team happy. It keeps his team supportive. So, yeah. No, just just keep an eye on what NUFC TV and the likes are saying um, and ignore, ignore social media, ignore the newspapers. Just um, just keep an eye on it that way. Mick, we're going to say happy birthday to Keith Elliott, uh, who All celebrated right. uh, his birthday yesterday. Um, we missed it um, yesterday. Al- 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 almost, almost shared the same birthday as year, of course. Exactly, exactly. He was 76 yesterday, uh, being a Newcastle United fan uh, for many, many years. Brilliant, what, brilliant. He watches the show from Florida, Mick, so big happy birthday to Keith Elliott. Well, the only good thing, Keith, is it's even warmer here than it is in Florida. That's that's the only saving grace, but congratulations and happy birthday. 76, God bless you. Fantastic, great stuff. Um, Newcastle United's uh, manager, Eddie Howe, has uh, been speaking to the players this week about history, Mick. Um, Big piece written about that. And, um, you know, very good words, I guess, from Eddie Howe. You you should never forget your history. You should never forget the past. No. Um, um, What what was your take on that this week? I was interested. I must admit, I did did see it. I I knew he wasn't prepared to get... um, to get involved in it, he didn't want to sort of then get um, get questioned as to you know what was the scoreline against Manchester United, what you know who did we win in the Fairs Cup in 1969, you know how many cup winners were there in the 50s, etc. You know I think that was unfair on Eddie Howe. I think what I think what they're trying to do is trying to realise um, to um, to his squad just the meaningfulness of, of Newcastle United. And there is a lot of meaningfulness. I heard a very, very good, um, a very good piece on uh, Friday night um, on the BBC uh, on Radio Newcastle with my mate John Anderson and, and Gary Bennett chipped in as well. And, and Ben was a great lad, you know. He was, you know, Sunderland captain for years, and he's a lovely fella. And Benno and and Ando were talking, and they made a very good point, and that was, and Eddie Howe will be aware of this as well, is that once upon a time. Footballers were not only footballers, they loved football. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you, you and I, you do your job. I did my job for years. I just, you know, we, we've, we've both been involved in some degree of the world of football. But we would have been football lovers anyway, you know, if we'd done different jobs. 
And what Benno and Andy were saying very rightly is that not only once upon a time were footballers footballers, they were also, they loved the world of football. So they would know football. So if they went to Newcastle United, if they were signed by Newcastle United, so for instance, if they were, um, I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of a, a random person, somebody like Bob, Bob Moncur from Scotland, for instance, they would know everything about Newcastle before they got there. They would know Newcastle were the 50s FA Cup winners. They would know that the manager was so-and-so. They would know that they are a passionate uh, set of supporters, almost second to none in the country. They would know that they wear black and white stripes. They would wear, they would know that St. James's did this. They would know that it's called the Toon. They would know all the famous things about Newcastle United. They would know Newcastle in the same way that when I was a kid, before I came to Newcastle, I knew Newcastle. Now, the problem that you've got nowadays is footballers don't think like that because they, they have A, they have a different mindset. But B, think about this. A lot of them are overseas and foreign players. So they're not going to have a knowledge. They're not going to, you know, Miggy Almiron is going to not going to know an awful lot about what happened with the history of Newcastle United. So to ASM, so to Bruno to a lesser extent, so to Sven Botman, if you like that, so to Debravka. Think of all the foreign, you know, they have no real history of Newcastle United. So in that sense, it's important. It's important. It, it doesn't do any harm to sit down for a couple of hours and say to your squad, look, if you've never thought about this, have a look at this video. Have a look at the fact, because they might not know. Did you know that Chris Waddle was once a player at Newcastle United, one of the best players in the world at the time? Did you know that Peter Beardsley was a great, great player? Do you know that they might not even know that Paul Gascoigne, the great Gascoigne, was a Newcastle United player? So I got it. I got it completely. Um, and it and it can only help. And it's just, again, an indication of the brightness, the cleverness, the forward thinking of Eddie Howe, that it's more about football. It's more about just putting the cones out, A to B to C to D, set plays, bloody, bloody, blah. Sit them down and think them about black and white stripes and this city and this cunt and this club of Newcastle United. I thought it was a nice idea. No, it was a nice idea. Talk of Keegan coming back in as well to give the, the players a talk. I mean, would you be up for that? Do you think that's a, a good suggestion? Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. But again, again, whether we like it or not, uh, uh, Steve, because, you know, you and I are, are kindred spirits and so are. 20 million other Newcastle United fans. But I'm sorry, we have to realise the fact that there will be, if you put a, a Newcastle United squad into a dressing room or in a, in a room in 2021, 2022, 2023 of, of the 21st century and Kevin Keegan walked through the door, there's an element of who on earth is this fella? They don't know who this fella is. One of the best that well, one of the best ones I read a long time ago, about two years ago, believe it or not. But this is a good indication. About two years ago, I was watching some athletics on TV, and uh, Steve Cram was having a joke with a, a, a fellow co-commentator on the BBC, and they talked about modern modern day athletes and what they appreciate of what it used to be back in the day. And Steve Cram actually admitted that a 1,500-metre British international 
stopped him and said, oh, hi, you're the guy from the BBC. Have you ever been a runner? <laughs> and, and he just laughed. And, and honestly, why would a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old, so he's probably not even born until the age of 2003, 2004, and Steve Cram is, 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 is attempting world records and winning Olympic golds in the 80s, why would he necessarily know him? So again, Keegan can walk through the door at Long Benton and there might be one or two people saying, I'm sorry, who is he again? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a moving, re- it's a revolving world. It's a, you know, it, everything's moving all the time. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, interesting stuff uh, coming out of Newcastle with that this week. Uh, FIFA says, question by Mick. Um, with our wingers not assisting or scoring mm. enough in the last three seasons, leaving Wilson with a lack of attempts, why hasn't that been sorted? Because wingers score more, says FIFA. You just it, it keeps coming back to this, isn't it? Like players, you know, that Newcastle desperately mm. need. I think creative players and goal scorers. It's it's, mm. it's 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 a question, but you know, what do you what do you make of what FIFA said? Well, I, th- I think I think one of, I think one of the problems that you have is it, it's it's when you're cut between when you're caught between a, a, a rock and a hard place with a footballer and I'm sure Eddie Howe is very very well aware of this but in two wingers in two wingers whether people like it or not um it is a bit they are a, both a bit marmite-ish but they are definitely you could sit down in the pub at lunchtime today um and you could have 100 people and 30 would say definitely love him 30 would say mm, don't mind him the other 30 would say Get rid of him. But we have two wingers. Let, let's call these two as wingers, if they are essentially wingers. They're not really wingers. But we have Alanson Maximan and Miguel Almiron. Now, Almiron has come on leaps and bounds in the last six months under Eddie Howe and looks a much better player, but is still dramatically inconsistent and annoys you. ASM is exactly the same for exactly the same reasons. But both of them... If you're a coach, if you're a player, if you're a supporter, you're sitting there scratching your head thinking, do we get rid? Do we find a new one? Or do we think that the penny will drop? Do we think? So rather than, and don't forget, with it, in the case of Almiron, we've spent an awful lot of money. So you're almost indebted into trying to keep at him to make sure that that 30 million, whatever it was, has been repaid. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult. In the, the easiest thing in the world is to find a player who has been an absolute dud. Just wipe it out, get rid and get a new one. With ASM and Almiron, you've got that continual problem nagging away in your brain. You know, I mean, yesterday, you know, there was every again, every opportunity that they could have provided the, the ammunition for, for Wilson, or they could have provided themselves with a chance themselves or even a goal themselves. It didn't happen again. We've now got to a stage where the last 18 games of last season, right, when we won 12, we had a remarkable finish. You know, we end up 11. But of those 12 wins of 18 games, we only scored 24 goals. So we were scoring at less than 1.5. This season, Two, go- two, two games, no defeats, but only two goals. So we're now down to one apiece again per goal per game. 
This isn't good enough. It, it's got and, and is it? We've got Manchester City next week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, as I mentioned when the the day that the fixtures came out, we've got a great opportunity with six of our first seven um, at at St James's, with the exception of the Manchester City game, to get ourselves a really good platform of points from St James's before Qatar, before the World Cup kicks in. But as with Nottingham Forest last week, when up to an hour, we were doing everything absolutely spot on, but we could not put the ball in the back of the net. In the end, we needed a centre-back to lash one in from 30 yards to win a game or to certainly start a game rolling. Now, is that going to keep going? We've got until the September the 1st. We have got to find um, some sort of goal scorer, some sort of provider. But as I say, the problem is, what do you do with ASM? What do you do with Almir at this minute in time? Do, do, you, do you cut your losses? It's a very, very difficult one. You know, I once upon a time, for instance, would have said Almiron, not a chap. At this minute in time, I find him very, very difficult to leave him out of the team because he is definitely playing well. But they're not doing the business. They are not doing the business. And, and, and the thing that slightly worries me as well, I don't know whether people will agree with this, but on the basis of Forrest, and I didn't see it yesterday, but I listened to it and, and watched the, the tape back, I get the impression Callum Wilson doesn't look entirely happy either. He was very quiet against Forrest. He was very quiet again yesterday. And I'm just not sure that he is getting a little bit frustrated by the fact, and he's a clever, clever player, that he's getting frustrated by either the lack of supply line or the fact that he needs a partner alongside him. I don't know what the problem is. I might be ringing, I might be, I might be writing this wrong, but I just think that Wilson just looks at this minute in time a little bit unquiet with the way that he's playing. Mm, lots of comments coming in there. These two about ESM. Diving was disgraceful yesterday. Our defence and goalkeeper uh, are, are Premier League standards. We need technical and much faster. Another midfielder, Bruno. Um, I mean, look, ESM's diving was a bit of an issue yesterday. He got yes. for it over the top. People don't like to see that. It's you know, It, it is ridiculous. Didn't have his best of games, it has to be said. John says, is Maxi worth the shirt away from home? Mm. His one main trick seems more effective at home, where he seems to get more space. He needs to use the simple ball a bit more, in my opinion. But you can't, but you can't, but, you know, you look, look at look at the basis of uh, of Eddie Howe. Uh, you know, some, some managers are prepared to do it. Some managers quite like it, actually. And I'm talking about chop and changing. I'm talking about some will go three at the back. Some will go four the following week. Some will go him at home, him away. He doesn't tend to do that, anyhow. On the basis of what we've seen, he tends to be somebody who likes to stick with continuity and he likes to stick with loyalty. So I agree with whoever it was said there. Yes, there might be an argument to say about an ASM or an Almiron. Let's leave it away from home, but at St. James's, let's keep it. But you can't, I, I, I personally, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep chopping and changing. You want continuity. You want an 11 that's used every week to walk out at that white line and think, he's the guy to my right. He's the guy to my left. We're playing well. We're doing well. Let's not change it for the sake of changing it. And certainly, let's not think that, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be kind to ASM. We'll let him play in front of 52,000 
and fantastic Geordies, but we won't send him to, to, to the tough lines. We won't send him to the tough places. We won't, you know, we, we won't, we won't let him, you know, we won't give him the option of, uh, of not going to, to Man City or not going to Arsenal. No, you've, you've, you've got to stick with it. You've got to either, de- as I say, you've got to decide either way. And it is a tough decision with both of them. What do you do? It's what, what was the, what was the, what was the old saying? What, what do you call it? Da, 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 da. You know, the old song. I can't remember what it is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it, it's one of them. ASM is always going to be a conundrum in this team. Uh, there's always going to be fans for him and against him. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved on at some point. Uh, might not be this window, maybe the next one. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all, but they need a replacement in. We need extra, we need extra people up front. We know that. He's a talent. Um, he's a talent though, Steve. You know, we keep saying it. He's a talent. Uh, and Almiron is now a better talent than he was previously. It's just that. It's just that. What's between their brains? What's between their what's what what's between their ears? You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sean again continuing the ASM says, Mick, if it was put to you now, stick or twist with Saint Maximin, should we try and swap them some of some of Chelsea's outcasts, uh, Pulisic or Callum uh, Hudson Adoy? Well, you know, if it was your decision, Mick, would you would you keep him or would you would you get shot and bring somebody else in? Bottom line is, as always, only ever, only ever improve somebody who is better than what you've got. And again, that is a quandary for Newcastle and Eddie Howe because there is a talent in there. And people can say hudson Adoy. Somebody can say Tom, Dick and Harry in France or Tom, Dick and Harry in Spain or somebody in the championship or whatever. But unless you're guaranteed, unless you get a... a, a and, and by that stage, when you get to the levels of, say, ASM, you've got to get proper players in because he is a, because he is a talent. So, yes, if you can find one, if, if you could say to me, I mean, let's for instance, let's for instance, this is purely philosophical. If you said to me, would you get rid of uh, ASM and sign James Madison? It's a no, it's a no brainer for me. It's a no brainer. But if you said to me, get rid of ASM and sign Hudson, Hudson Adoy, not really, not really. I'm not sure. Don't know enough. You know, and if and if as well, if the Chelsea's of this world or the whoever's of this world are letting players go, then that doesn't sort of suggest to you or let them loan. That doesn't suggest to you that they think they're the greatest in the world anyway. Honestly, it is such, you know, Eddie Howe, what was Eddie Howe? Difficult market, high prices, very limited availability. Those were his three uh, watchwords. And that was three weeks ago, a month ago, in terms of transfers. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. We know when it all changes. We know this every time, every year. We know when it changes. It changes when push comes to shove on the first, on the last 48 hours. You can bet your life there's every chance, Steve, that we'll be sat here with the whatever, August 28th, 29th, and you'll know for a fact something will happen before September the 1st. Because people who've been playing silly buggers for the last two months will suddenly realise that they're going to they're going to get left with somebody who they don't want and they need to get rid of. And they've been offering stupid money. And all of a sudden they'll say, right, you can have him. Yeah. OK, John says, does Mick think that the team's improved quicker than expected? We look a million miles better than early last season and it hasn't taken that long, in my opinion. But yes, we need to get to the next level. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but we saw enough of that. We saw enough of that last uh, last season. Um, you know, I mean, probably the the the, the Arsenal the Arsenal game uh, final game of last season was was better than anything we've seen this season already. Yes, we've brought in Botman. Yes, we've brought in a goalkeeper who, on the basis of um, of, of of yesterday, looks a very talented player. But that's on the basis of, of of one game. So you know, yes, we've made improvements on top of the improvements we made um, at the uh, at the end of last season. But oh, without without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. But this but this this going back to everything we've just said for the last half an hour. That's what makes it so much frustrating, so much more frustrating, and it is for Eddie Howe, that as against Forrest a week ago, we absolutely battered Forrest, absolutely battered them. But it got to an hour, and you're thinking, do you know what it is? This might end up nil-nil. Now, that should never happen. That can't happen. They can't keep doing that. And you can't do, you could do that against Nottingham Forest out on the basis of what Forrest did last Saturday. But if you play against if you're playing against better sides, not only will you not score, they will concede that you know they will score at some point. So you'll have to suddenly, never mind just buy one, win one, or even two, you might have to win twos and threes. So that's what the danger comes in. So as good as it's been, you know, it, it's frustrating. But I mean, being picky is just being picky. We should just be grateful of what Eddie Howe's done in the last 10 months anyway. So, you know, it, 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 as I say, it's just frustration. It is, it is. But we've got four points in the bag, two games, two clean sheets. Be happy. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Skips and Bins. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pays you go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals. 304 Old Durham Road. Telephone 0191 478 or email Darren Direct at darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Website of the same name www.darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.gohd.com And thanks to Mr Vicky's Sources Handmade in Cumbria. You can find them on mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to Away Day Clothing and thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables and walls in Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe, hit the NUFC Matters logo in the bottom right-hand corner. You can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video and click share share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show on iTunes, Spotify and the rest. We also uh, support the food bank on this show uh, with the Match Day Bucket. NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is where you can make a virtual donation. Don't forget as well, Peter Beardsley Soccer School is running throughout the month of August. For more information, go to peterbeersleysoccerschool.com. Uh, and if you want to get a free car sticker, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will ping you one out if you are a subscriber. And if you want to join, click join underneath the video or put your smartphone over the top of the QR code and you could become a cult member and get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. And don't forget, uh, football prizes are still running there. Uh, Callum Wilson shirt. We're advertising this for them this week. If you want to enter the raffle, it's two ninety five, and uh, I will stick the link in the chat over the next half hour. 
uh, don't miss out. Nice little uh, prize that. Just want to talk to you, Mick, about the, the back yeah. target in, in, uh, injury. He obviously had a dead yeah. leg from the Forest game. And we got a little insight into what Eddie Howe's um, mm. wave around the, the centre-half problem is. He, he dropped Dan Byrne into left-back yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It, it, it's a good point you make. But also, I'll tell you what, if you think that's an interesting um, quandary for him, there's an even better one uh, next week against Manchester City because the question now is, of course, because Botman's played very, very well yesterday. Obviously, he's a £33 million player. And Dan Burns gone in at left back. You know, yes, it's an ideal sort of, infam- you know, it's, a, it's an ideal way of doing it because he's played at left back. But not only that, he's played left back at that stadium for that opposition so he knows inside out Brighton and Hove Albion playing at left back. So it's a perfect situation. Now, what happens in a week's time, Steve? What happens in a week's time where Matt Target is an authentic, genuine left fullback? He's not a centre back who can play at left back. He is a proper, proper left back. He's been a proper player ever since uh, he joined the football club on loan from Aston Villa. As a result, we signed him full-time. He's done absolutely nothing wrong, Matt Target. He's, he's a top, top player. He's very, very accomplished. Um, steady away. What do you do next week against Manchester City? When the loyalty issue, which is always the issue with Eddie Howe, does he now say, well, Dan Burns done a good job for me left week, uh, left, uh, left, uh, last weekend. Sven Botman's gone in along with Shah and done fine, left and right as well. That's a nice partnership. But what do you do with Matt Target? Do you put Matt Target in at left back? Do you put Dan Burn back in against Fabian Cher and say to Sven Botman, well, I'm sorry, mate, but you were, it was needs must. Um, this lad, Matt Target's done nothing wrong for me for the last eight months. Um, it's a very, very interesting one. And here's another one as well that thought to me immediately. Because the one thing that I thought about last night was, I'll tell you who might be one of the happiest people. I mean, he's, he's going to be happy enough anyway, Eddie Howe. But he's going to be happy. He's going to be very happy for me with the thought that, that Nick Pope has done a really, really good afternoon shift. He's, he's produced two or three great saves. He's done very, very well. But at the end of the day, Nick Pope has been the only one of the loyalty brigade who has booked the trend. So, in terms of Botman, Botman's had to wait because Dan Byrne, Matt Target, Cher and Trippier have done so well at the end of last uh, season. Uh, Dear old Bruno had to wait for six games because we're on a nine-game run and there was no way that the Brazilian international was getting his spot because the midfields have been doing so well. But the one that he has booked the trend, Eddie Howe, is the goalkeeper, because like the back four, the goalkeeper, Dubravka, has likewise done perfectly well at the end of last season. But he, he has been ousted. He's been told, I actually thought he might have gone before now. But Dubravka is now out of the out of the game and that Nick Pope is in. So I think Nick Pope is is probably a happy enough himself and he should be but also the fact that Eddie Howe's thinking that has justified my because the worst thing that could happen to 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 Eddie Howe is that if Nick Pope had done what David De, uh, David De Gea did 
last night against Brentford for Manchester United. What do the what do the Dubravka bang gang say then? They say, "Hang on a minute." Okay, he was ten, and but he's ten million compared to Bruno and Botman, who are twice as much, and they've had to wait. Um, so it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Going back to Target, I'm absolutely fascinated to find out what happens next week because never mind what happened. I think yesterday we knew. You know, yes, he's injured. What do you do? There was a, a seemed to be a, a suggestion that he might play three centre-backs, but I don't think that was ever going to happen. Then, of course, don't forget there's the Paul Dummett situation. Paul Dummett was an option of coming in as an orthodox left-back, but he's moved into Dan Byrne. And what it tells you is, if you didn't know already, Eddie Howe is a big fan of Dan Byrne. And he, what he does around the place, what he does around the dressing room, what he does for the rest of the squad, the fact that he, he knows the place, he loves the place. He's a black and white Geordie. He likes him. He likes him. So what does he do against Manchester City? Does he leave Dan Byrne in at left back or does he leave Matt Target back on the dressing, uh, back on the bench? Or does Sven Botman, as well as he played yesterday, has to go and Byrne goes back into centre back and Target goes into left back? Real interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, it's great to have so many options. Uh, yeah, be, definitely. Be it, it really is. I think, um, I think as a lot of people are suggesting in the chat, we will probably see Dan Byrne, uh, you know, possibly even on the bench. You know, maybe he will go with Botman. He's got to bring Target back in. I, I think Dan Byrne at left back against Manchester City. Would There's be absolutely no way of second guessing. This is, you know, I mean, what you've said there, how many, if you'd, if, I think if you'd have polled a thousand first game of the season against Forest. You'd have had 990 wanting Botman starting. Yeah. Did, did he start? No. No. You You're right. You, you, you can't judge. You can't pick, you but, can't but, pick but, the team. But I, I said it. I, you know, I said it. And then you think afterwards, you think, are you stupid? We, we know Eddie Howe so well, or we, we're beginning to get to know him so well. We should have thought, of course he was going to leave Botman out because he's loyal to Dan Byrne and Fabian Cher and Kieran Trippier and Matt Target. But now it's slightly changed because he's had the opposite. He's had it's been forced on him, of course, um, to change it. So does yeah. he change it? Does he stick with it? It'd be interesting. Yeah, Mark says uh, for the Man City game, would you load the midfield or would you put Target back in and go five at the back? I think five at the back could. could I'd, be I'd, the... I'd, I'd play twenty-seven. <laughs> I'd play. I'd play Dubravka and Pope together. I'd, I'd play, yeah, exactly. I'd play Dubravka and Pope, <laughs> and I'd throw, and I'd throw Darlow in as well. <laughs> um, Mark says, "Where do you think we'll end up in the league if we don't sign anybody?" Lots of people feeling that oh. if we, you know, if we do sign, if we don't sign players, that it's going to affect their. No. If you, if you, if if your auntie had balls, she'd be your uncle. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, What 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 can you what can you do? It, I mean, all all we all we're doing at this minute in time is 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 doing very very well, very very well. As I said, you know, I, I, I said right at the start. Perfect start is overstating it. Perfect start. It's not a perfect start, but it's pretty as, you know, if you'd have said to me, if it had said to you, if we'd have said to a hundred people beforehand, would you take a win against Forest and a draw against Brighton? You would go bingo. Absolutely bingo. Um, and you've not conceded a goal. Yes, we probably, we probably genuinely, I certainly would have, 
would have thought the thing that would worry me is have we got enough goals in us? Because as I say, I've just I've just shown you the stats. Twenty-four in eighteen games at the end of last season when we did miraculous things. I mean, how 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 you can win twelve games of eighteen and only and only score twenty-four goals? And that was and that was three against Norwich and three against Everton. So there's six out of the twenty-four. So I mean, we we somehow we somehow. You know, you know, and, and and that is testament to how well we played. Um, but it's it started again. It started again. And Eddie Howe knows that. And and I, I, have a look at again. Go back to NUFC TV yesterday. Um, his his post match interview on the on the club website. Have a look at it this morning. It's probably the first time that I've I've thought. And and I did say before the season started, we'll see a different Eddie Howe because. He's, he's gone from being the guy who's saving the day. Now he's got to be more proactive. Now he's got to be. And we start from a clean sheet. We, everybody starts from, from start. From start. Um, and he looked, you know, and, and, and he said, yes, we were quite good at this. But he was really quite critical of his team yesterday. So it, 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 it'll give you an idea of just how aware he is of the fact that this lack of goals and this lack of potency is really beginning to annoy him. Um, and every, I mean, this is the thing: Brighton and Hove Albion bringing a, a kid on substitute uh, from sub yesterday, who's an absolute flyer, uh, and they've signed him. And and people are people seem to be signing players left, right, and centre. Now, I shouldn't. Ne- I, I never. I've never been one of those who thinks. Well, just because they've got someone and they've got someone, and Forest have signed three hundred and forty-seven players, which they almost have then why haven't we got one? So you shouldn't think like that. But there are, it is getting to the stage where you are getting slightly frustrated that, hang on a minute, he's gone there and he's gone there. And we were interested in him, but we didn't get him. I mean, yes, Etikike is, is the major case, but that was, a, that, was a, that was a strange situation and a one-off where a young boy gets the chance to go to PSG and he's French. It's not going to happen. You just cannot come. You, 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 you cannot challenge and you can't certainly give him a uh, an option of that. But there are other players who are going elsewhere to other country, uh, other clubs at the minute. Who you think to yourself, why didn't we? Why didn't we go and sign him? Why didn't we get a chance with him? So let's let's be interesting. Be interesting. I mean, let's see whether it changes between now and Man City. I would doubt it. Um, but let's wait and see. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to what you were saying before as well. Only pay attention to NUFC TV and what Eddie Howe says because a lot yeah. of these players that we are being linked with come yeah. from journalists who know nothing or very yeah. little. And, and agents, as I said yesterday, and agents and busybodies and, uh, and, and, and Twitter brigade. I mean, there's a couple of people online. I mean, honestly... I know it drives you nuts, Mick. We've had words about it ourselves. They, 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 <laughs> They, 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 they should be they should be hung and oh dear me anyway there you go uh, listen mate it, it's one of them we've just got to we've just got to get used to it mate it's it's part of the modern world unfortunately oh. it's uh, it's not our cup of tea and um, we know where we get our information from and um, if you want to wind yourself up follow the yeah. Twitter, follow some of them Twitter brigade because it will drive you up the wall just want to talk about John Joe Shelby obviously you know yeah I was going to say into, about him yeah yeah got himself into great a, a great you know great shape this preseason you know yeah. full of, full of hope. Now out yeah. for three months. Eddie Howe talking about putting him in the twenty-five man squad anyway. Is that the right thing to do? 
Great question, and a great and a great question. Whoever asked it, whichever the you know, again, I, I'm not going to knock journalists. I did. I was a journalist for 25 years, and I'm not going to say that you know that they you know occasionally they do get things wrong. But the, in the in the main, the the the, the journalists and the and the and the press gang at, at Newcastle are very very good. Um, and the right question when you when you listen to Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe's press conference, you will hear that the proper people say the proper questions. Um, so let, let's let's not denigrate um, journalists because the majority of them, the vast majority of them in the northeast, are good lads and they're good workers and they they've got good information as well. And this question was asked and it needed to be asked. And the reason I was sitting there thinking, it wasn't not so much about um, how is John Joe Shelby. You know, do we do this? Do we do that? Straight away, my question was, do we put him in the squad? And it's not just because do we put him in the squad because he's now out for two or three months. The question is, um, and it wasn't really said, but two or three months, and it is now uh, supposedly three months, isn't three months. It's three months and then another two months for the World Cup. So all of a sudden, it's not about John Joe Shelby won't play here until November. It's about John Joe Shelby won't play here until January, because from November through until January, nobody will play, regardless of whether they're fit or not. So I'm sure that the, the, the question that Eddie Howe and his staff and the football club made was not about do we do we feel that we um, have a have a right and and, and have a an obligation to a, a top player like John Joe Shelby, who is a really good lad and is a good player and a good footballer and, a, and, a, and, a, and has been very, very well for Newcastle United for a long time now. But all of a sudden, he has been uh, dealt a really bad heart, a bad card, because his, his injury just happens to coincide with the start of the World Cup. So, you know, three months is now five months, oh, no, sorry, four months, four and a half months. So I was very interested to find out when he said, yes, we're going to keep him. Um, but I actually, actually could have seen that, I'm, I'm sure in a conversation, there will have been one or two people in the building, as always does with all debates, there will have been one or two people saying, do you not think it's a bit of a risk that we're, we're not only leaving somebody out for a few weeks, we're leaving somebody out for six months? Um, and we're struggling at this minute from midfield players, particularly. And, and when you bear in mind that he is, as I've always said, he's the one player who can pass a ball um, over whatever distance, short, long, whatever, diagonal. John Joe Shelby is a good provider of the football. Um, and he's, there's not very, very many in that group at all. So it, it was a real it was a real problem for Eddie Howe. They've decided to go with it, but I think it's a blow. I really think it's a blow. Um, there have been one or two other clubs in the in the Premier League who've who've lost players in pre season um, and during the summer. But he's a big blow for us. He's a he really is a big blow for us. I I I think if we're talking about you know why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? I'm pretty sure before now, John Joe Shelby would be in Eddie Howe's. Um, starting eleven along with Bruno and a another to play in midfield to try and provide the ammunition um, for the goal scorers. 
Orange Twig says, I'd like to see more of Elliot Anderson. I think he should be ahead of Jacob Murphy, who continues to get minutes and has shown next to nothing in his time here. Would Mick give Elliot Anderson a go? I think without a doubt. I think without a doubt, because I think sometimes it gets to the stage where you have to change it. It's getting too samey, you know? And as I said about ASM uh, and Almiron, the fact that the inconsistency just gets frustrating and and, and other players uh, and other opposition get to see, you know, we know we know what we can do. You know, without without Miron, for instance, you just put him on his right. You just push him on his right because he can't kick his right foot to save his life. I mean, you know, we against Forest, there must have been three or four. I, I spent, I must have, I must have broken Jay, uh, John Anderson's ribs, ribs because every time. Um, Almiron went to shift onto his right. I went bang with it with the shoulder because I knew he wouldn't do it, and he went back on his left again. So you just look for something that might do uh, something a little bit different, and maybe you know you go back to 1986 and and and, and Sir Bobby in the World Cup. It, it wasn't working. So what did he do? He sticks Pedro in with with Gary Lineker, and it all changes. Now I'm not saying for a minute that Elliot Anderson is a Peter Beardsley. And I'm not saying that he's 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 going to be the the finished product. Of course, he's not the finished product. But what he will do is he'll do something a little different. He will give the opposition a question. He'll give the opposition something that they're not sure about. He's clearly the thing that I did like about him in preseason was he's got a bit of he's he's got a bit of ego. He's got a bit of an ego in there. He's got a stature. I tell you who he looked like. He looked an absolute. Um, he looks a little double to me of the lad from Everton, uh, uh, Barkley, who, 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 you know, who absolutely looked a big lad and a young player um, and, and, and carried the ball well, looked like he's, he, he's, he's, he's got a bit about him. So I think, yeah, I think Elliot Anderson, I mean, he, he won't want to, Eddie Howe, I'm pretty sure he won't want to uh, if necessary, but at the same time, there might be a case when you're sort of nil-nil after 70, nil-nil after 75, and we've got so many substitutes these days, give the kid a run. Give him a run. See what he does. Because you just never know. You just never know. These players can really click it. Yeah, they could do, yeah. Um, but I think Anderson deserves a, a, a chance, certainly. Uh, Ross, 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 Ross Barkley was the kid I was thinking of. Yeah, Ross Barkley. Barkley's very similar to him. Honestly, he's an absolute double of him. He's an absolute double of him. Yeah, no, I would agree, mate, 100%. OK, Manchester City uh, next week. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Haaland, uh, he might not have scored yesterday, <laughs> but got two assists. And um, yeah. Manchester City have just picked up where they left off at the back end of uh, of last season. But um, it's, 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 it's an opportunity, I guess, for Newcastle to see what level they're at, Mick. It is. And funnily enough, uh, if anybody heard Match of the Day last night, um, you heard uh, Scott Parker, who I've always really liked. I liked him as a player at Newcastle. I think he's a bright lad. I think he had, I always thought he would have a career as a manager. Um, and he's done really, really well at Bournemouth. Uh, and he talks common sense. He's, he's an Eddie Howe character, you know, Graham Potter, the, these young English, English um, managers, coaches who, who do very, very well. And he was very, very honest enough. I think, I think the phrase was something like, we don't we don't play in that league. We don't play in that league. There's no point thinking about playing in that league. So they get battered off Manchester City. But he, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna dress it up. He wasn't gonna say, Oh, we could have done this, we could have done that. He just knew that they're not in that league. 
Now, there was a time, there was a time, not so long ago, that we might have thought exactly the same about Manchester City. But I'm not sure we do, you know. I'm not sure we do. I know it's a hell of a job. They are an unbelievable team. And if we were to get something at St. James's, then it would be, a, it would be an, an unbelievable achievement. But I don't think, I don't think we, you know, that phrase um, that, that basically used to say, well, you've got a free hit. Well, I mean, I used to say it a million times as a commentator. If it, was, if, it was so, if it was so one-sided, you say, it's a free hit. And some people might think that Newcastle against Manchester City is a free hit. I don't think so. I don't think so. Our record at St. James's at the minute is very, very good. Very good. You know, look at that, that rate of, uh, of winning games at the end of last season. Yes, we lost against Liverpool. But other than that, other than that, we put people under the sword. We really do. You know, Arsenal, I mean, it's not, it's not the same Arsenal side that there is now. They are much, much better these days. But we beat Arsenal at the tail end of last season. Um, Manchester City will be better than Arsenal. Of course, they will. But do you know what it is? It's, it's, it would not be the strangest thing in the world. It's going to be incredibly difficult, but it won't be the strangest thing in the world. And it's all down to 52,000. It's all down to the black and white lads on the stands that will make a big, big difference. So let's see. Let's see. Prediction, Mick? Um, let's talk about it next Saturday morning, eh? Because, <laughs> if, because, because, because if we talk about it next Saturday morning, we might have a midfield player and a, and a centre forward bought on Tuesday and Wednesday and it might be a different world. Great stuff. As always, Mick, thanks for spending uh, an hour of your day talking to me and uh, no everybody worries. out there. And uh, I'm back tonight. I'm doing a double shift today. I'm doing uh, one with Penman and Mitch. Uh, six o'clock tonight if you want a double dose of an UFC matter as well. The guy's back on. Mick, uh, Mick great stuff. See you next weekend. Uh, and you, pal. Take it easy. See you later. <laughs>